on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and uh, whiskey, and pretty much anything you can drink. So here are the whiskeys we're going to be tasting today. So the first whiskey we have is the Yoichi Non-Peated Single Malt. We have the Miyagikyo Peated Single Malt. We have Jefferson's Straight Rye Whiskey finished in cognac casks. We have Doc Swenson's Alter Ego Rye Rum Solera Cast Finish. Doc Swenson's Alter Ego Triple Cast Bourbon. Doc Swenson's 15-year Kentucky Straight Bourbon. We have the Old Forester 117 Series 1910 Extra Old. And we have the Heaven Hill Heritage Collection 17-year-old Barrel-Proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That's a long name. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Hoo-ah. It is. Hoo-ah. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sipping time. Yes, it's sipping time again. Hello and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. Nope. Nope. We moved up to the 11 o'clock time slot to beat the news. Otherwise, hee-haw would really take well, us out. Honestly, I'd rather watch <laughs> static than the news. I mean, that's yeah. you know what I realized. <laughs> Our theme music needs more banjo and more cowbell, too. Cowbell, bring on the cowbell. If I was you, I would be a little nervous if I heard banjo. Yeah. <laughs> you hear, <laughs> I, I married me a nice southern girl. Boy, so you hear I banjo. Know. If I was you, I'd start paddling hard. Dun, 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 dun. Paddle faster. I hear banjos. You sure got a pretty mouth. Mm-hmm. Squeal like a pig for me. Okay, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. Always a pleasure to be here. And Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. Excited to be here for another great day in the basement. Good old boy, Justin. Good morning. And Mr. Deliverance, Harm. I'm happy to be here. Please don't make me squeal like a pig. I'll be your friend. Oh, he will be our friend when we're done. <laughs> he, oh, does have, yeah. he does have a pretty mouth. Mm-hmm. That's purdy, not pretty. It's purdy. Mm-hmm. Purdy mouth. Pretty you mouth. and Ned Beatty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, our six our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and uh, whiskey, and pretty much anything you can drink. So here are the whiskeys we're going to be tasting today. When's the last time we did a tea show? On the web only, right? You've never done one because you haven't been invited. <sighs> I want to do some rum and tequila shows. Nobody right? cares what you want to do. Oh, you're going to kill me. So the first whiskey we have is the Yoichi Non-Peated Single Malt. We have the Miyagikyo peated single malt we have jefferson's straight rye whiskey finished in cognac casks we have doc swenson's alter ego rye rum solera cast finish doc swenson's alter ego triple cast bourbon doc swenson's 15 year kentucky straight bourbon 
We have the old Forester 117 series 1910 extra old. And we have the Heaven Hill Heritage Collection 17-year-old barrel-proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That's a long name. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Hoo-ah. It is. Hoo-ah. All right. So we're going to mix it up, and we're going to have Brent do our sips for us. I'm just going to do a straight-up sips rating. So You're not going to put on some weird voice that doesn't sound like the voice you're supposed to be putting on? You're gonna, it's exactly like that. Okay. I resemble that remark. I, right. I feel like. Whatever Brent uses is just a made-up voice. Right. Okay, this is Brent doing Justin, doing the voice of, of, of I, I don't know, and Inuit tribes. Sean Connery? Elmer okay. Fudd. Yeah, Elmer <laughs> Fudd. This is Justin's <laughs> Elmer Fudd as done by Brent. Go ahead. When, when sip. Yeah. Give me a glass of water and wash out my mouth. No, no, please stop doing it now. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't, we can't do five of these. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> Two right, sips. New character. Nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm, interesting. What was that again? Interesting. All right, Justin doing Ronald Reagan. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, Nancy well, and I well. have been down at yeah. We've well, been down in the basement. If you want to do around. this, but you know, there's five of us. We should each do one sip a piece next time. Not too late now. <laughs> no, no, keep going, Brad. Four, four, four sips. Good. Let's keep this a secret to ourselves. Nancy, pour me another. Nancy, well Donzo, to the wine cellar. And then Harm, and then Harm's uh, favorite five sips. Oh my! I was unaware anything could be this good. No, oh you could sexy yeah. than that, Brent. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Send a shiver up my spine. Is, Harm's not getting uh, things, excited the on this one. The things he's never heard in life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know pastrami did that to a woman. <laughs> uh, wrong pastrami. <laughs> it was a truckload of pastrami and you backed over. That doesn't count. Yeah. All right. So we're going to have Justin tell us about our first whiskey today. So today we're going to talk about Nika Willing Distillery Company. Nika Willing Distilling Company? Whiskey? Whiskey. W-H-I-S-K-Y. Someone's, someone's not been spitting so much as drinking. You, that's how you say take, it. Take my glasses here. Uh-huh. Jeez. Was founded by Masataka Taketsuru, developed the father of the Japanese whiskey industry. Produced okay, that, that sentence makes no sense, and we know who wrote that. Bob, don't, don't flick. First produced in There's 19... There's a bird in here. <laughs> first produced in 1940, Nika Whiskey continues the legacy set forth by Taketsuru. Guided by his philosophies, variations of malt whiskey distilled at Nika's two distinct distilleries, Yoichi and Miyagiko. 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 Yeah, what they said. Yeah. And grain whiskeys distilled in coffee stills remain the core pillars of Nika's complexity and creativity. The Nika Discovery series will be releasing distinctive limited editions over the next three years in anticipation of Nika Whiskey's 90th anniversary in 2024. By the way, Masahara Takatsuru, or, or Masataka Takatsuru, was the guy who started uh, Suntory's Yamazaki. He was hired by them to start Yamazaki, and then 10 years later, he started this. Hi. So he is literally the founder, the, yeah, the right. godfather of whiskey in Japan. He he moved to he moved to Scotland to learn how to make whiskey. lived there for several years. Married a Scottish woman before he came back. Got his PhD and took a redhead home. Yep. 
and then makes it better than some people over there. Mm-hmm. Amazing. The Japanese have rescued a lot of Scotch distilleries too. There's some great whiskeys that the Japanese own in Scotland. Japanese have taken many, many arts from around the world and perfected them. And this is no exception. The first release is the Yoichi non-peated single malt. It's 40% alcohol by volume. It's literally 47. 47. Somebody uh, needs to go. What, to the, new glasses, yeah. man. New glasses. Yeah. <laughs> He's been drinking. Lens crafters, buddy. There's a free commercial. Yeah. This release is comprised solely of unpeated malts as opposed to the usual PD profile of the regular Yoichi single malt. The color was yeller. Yeller. <laughs> yeller. <laughs> Actually wrote it that way. On the nose, pears, apples, and some spice. On the palate, pears, apples, plums, raisins. Not complex, but very pleasant. And the finish was light, starts complex, and gets less complex. Maury, what did you think? I think you were spot on. I like this whiskey a lot. I think it's very approachable. It's it's got a lot of finesse and style. It's not heavy handed. Um, it sort of dances on your palate. It's got a lot of the flavors that you describe. I thought the the finish was pleasant, medium in length. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about this whiskey. It's just really, really nice, really approachable. And for somebody who's not a Japanese whiskey aficionado, this is a perfect place to start. Yeah, this is fruity and pepper is what I wrote for both the nose and the palate. Fruity pebbles? Fruity and pepper. Fruity and pepper. But the only thing I have different with you guys is that on the finish, I got a little bit of bitterness at the end after everything kind of finished off. Well, that's because you're sitting next to harm. Oh, yeah. I don't don't let that taint your review. I understand. Move over to this side of the table and it'll be much better. Yeah. I'm not going to rise to the bait. Screw you guys. (laughs) Oh, you rose. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. That was the last episode he rose. (laughs) You want want on? Go uh, on. I'm just saying, look, uh, green apples, apricots, pears, a little bit of oat cake, some citrus um, on the nose. The the palate is just like apples and pears and a little white pepper. Um, Almost like a hint of cake batter at the beginning when I first poured it, but that's blown off. Uh, That's a long finish. And then... uh, you know, until J- Justin said raisins, I wasn't getting it. But I think that is kind of a raisiny note as well on the finish. And it's fairly long. I, that, might, that might be that little bitterness that I'm getting in the, the raisin note at the end. Yeah. A little bitter melon action going on yeah. at the very, very end. So um, the, Yoichi is uh, the northernmost distillery from Nika. And it's usually the one that tastes most like scotch. They use coal-fired coal fired, uh, stills. And that's where some of the smoke comes from. But um, there's no peat here at all. They didn't use any peats. Then I don't really taste that coal fire on here. It's nope. there's just a hint, just a wisp, maybe a wisp of smoke. I'm not sure. Nope. It's none. all fruity. None. Fruity no, and fruity no smoke. And, it's purdy and fruity. No smoke. Fruity and purdy. It's it's delicate and well, it's, yeah. it's it's t- not heavy handed. It's very it is perfect typical Japanese style whiskey. It is it is light. It is esoteric and it has four thousand layers. To it, I mean, it's it's extremely I'm well made. Again, it's about three thousand eight hundred ninety-seven layers. Well, you're close. Yeah, well, somebody just missed the other yeah. three. Yeah, the other thing about forgive that Nika, they don't use they they don't use um, um, 
What's that Japanese oak? Mizanara oak. They don't use Mizanara. They only use American and French oak barrels. So. Well, nobody uses Mizanara unless they put it on the label because it's bloody expensive. expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mizaki still uses Mizanara. Yeah, but they're specific some, releases. Yeah. And they, right. yeah, and they put it on the label that they're doing. And most don't because it's, it's, I mean, it's literally like one forest that it comes from. And I think the emperor leaky, owns a damn leaky thing. Leaky as heck. Yeah. And it's real pain in the butt to work with. So, but it gives it that distinct know, taste, that very distinct sandalwood flavor. But, this is this is not there, it's, and it, that's no. fine. That's fine. Okay. No, it's it's this is lovely. This is, I mean, I, we've we've had UHE before, but not this expression. We've had the the tip, you know, the standard UHE, and this is lovely. And UHE is not super peaty. The regular no. standard UHE is no, not no, super no, no, peaty. No, no. I had a Hakashu the other day from uh, somebody who brought me back from Holland. That was a special edition that we don't get in this country. That's a peaty Japanese whiskey. Yeah, it's you know you don't get. There's very, very few that I would call peaty, you know. I mean, some have a little hint, but most of them are fairly light. But, yeah, this is absolutely, a, a really a lovely expression, uh, extremely well made, which you're going to get from Nika. Um, you know, really nice. Uh, it's just. There's a reason they named a, a whiskey after this guy. Yeah. The blend of Miyagikyo and, and uh, Yoichi together is called Takatsuru. Hmm. Yeah, it's just yum, sweet yum. and it's floral and it's just really, really well done. So we're going to be giving the Oichi non-peated single malt, well-deserved, four sips. That's classified. I hope we can get this soon. It's not. I've not seen this. <laughs> I want this. Well, I think you should yeah, get it. Well, we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we just finished discussing the Yoichi non-peated single malt Japanese whiskey. We gave that a well-deserved four sips. And we're on to our next one from Nika. So we're going to have Harm tell us about that one. Thanks, Bob. The second release from the Discovery series is the Miyagikyo Peated Single Malt, 40%, 48% ABV. I just did exactly mm -hmm. what. <laughs> oh, yeah. Justin, Justin did. Dogpile on 40, him right yeah. now. Just dogpile. Do dog not emulate me, son. That's 40, 48%. 48% ABV, or, or, or it's, that's a 96 proof. This release is crafted slowly from batches of peated malts composed of the typical Miyagi, opposed to the typical Miyagi style, whatever. Yeah. See, he can't read it. I can't, yeah. I, I can't read and do a southern accent because he's, my brain goes. He's far too important yeah. to actually Army read making me it. look good, and yeah, that's right. hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Uh, <laughs> there, there, there are filters for that. <laughs> this, is a family, <laughs> this is a family show. Try to keep it clean. All right. So, um, this is a beautiful deep gold. Miyagikyo traditionally is the, the, the southern distillery from Nika, and it has a more uh, floral, more fruity character, usually the unpeated one. And this is very different. This, there's, it's, a, it's a deep gold. On the nose, I'm getting light wood smoke, but baked peaches. I got fruit first. I got uh, the baked peaches, pears, and honey, and a little floral note, which I'm not quite sure what it is. The palate is just wonderful fruit. Let me try some more. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Wonderful fruit, mouth coating, very rich. Um, there's a rich smoke retronasally. There's a floral component coming out. Um, give me more. Brett, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I wanted to say field of daisies when you say a floral note because it reminds me of, of daisies. They're kind of, they're like a weed, mm -hmm. but they're, but they are florally, you know, and that's kind of what this is to me. To me, I did, uh, it just didn't. It just wasn't registering for me with the smoke and the fruitiness and the, 
and everything together. It's not your style. Just, it's not my style. It just didn't wasn't working for me, right. and, and that's okay because there not, are so many other defects in your soul. I'll overlook this one. You know, right? So exactly. You know, there are just a few less defects than yours. But I mean, <laughs> the. You know. <laughs> he's broke. He's broken deep. Show me. It takes it takes Indian parents to break you as deeply as I've been broken. Uh, but I'm glad I get to try this like this because this is it's somebody that, that follows my palate and thinks they're they know they're not going to enjoy this. Yeah, you know, and that's but but this is made for somebody, and so these people are going to like it. <laughs> if you were at my house and I had this there, I would not pour this for you. I'd pour you something else. Yeah, right, exactly, like a scotch. I know. Why would you be so nice as to pour him something else? <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't like because it, because it would be a scotch. That's if why. he doesn't like it, too bad. Go thirsty. I do have a couple bourbons at the house now. Thank you. Oh. Just a couple. You're, oh, you're, I've been hanging out with the wrong crowd. You're stooping. <laughs> hanging out with the wrong crowd. What, when what I, about when you, I look buddy? at harm, all I can think is... It's not you, it's me. No, actually, it's not me. It is you. Mm-hmm. What is that from? I'm not telling you. Oh. Uh, I will Google it. Well, as much as I, I hate to agree with Harm, I happen to think this is a lovely whiskey. I think the smoke is very nicely balanced and integrated. It's uh, got a lovely floral nose. I thought it was a little sherry on the nose when I first started. And then uh, as it opened up and, and it got some air, uh, the smoky notes uh, became slightly more prominent. But prominent oh but i really my. like this whiskey i thought it was very well made it's definitely in the house style uh and you can tell that it's related to the oichi uh i think it's a beautiful whiskey it, the smoke is not overpowering in this no it's no, much no, it's better not, integrated. i mean and it, and it does and it and it blends you know it blends well but it's not the kind of blending that i want in my smoke it doesn't match the flavors that i want when it I doesn't have, have the salinity of like a say an isla whiskey or, or an island whiskey from scotland it's got that smoke there's yeah. no saltiness here it's about sweet and but smoke. it doesn't right. pretend to be that no it's not no, no, it it right, right you know justin? justin so open this uh go prepare your dinner cook it halfway through then start drinking it because it you starts off closed muted and then it gets pretty nice but yeah just skip it 45 minutes don't don't have any of it actually this was and the then, last whiskey i tasted today because it was peated and everything yeah you did it right peated. so I, I wait till the last one so it i had the second one second because i'm insane yeah i followed it needed the, more yeah, I did the same thing so it's good and I was so much looking forward to some other ones that it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> let's get past this stuff. I don't let's need to me, Let's get past this. Let's get past this one. Bob, what'd you think? You got a rating for us? Or you, or you want to give, chime in? All right. All right. Just say the right thing. Say the thing I want you to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, again, typical Nika whiskey. Extremely well made. Beautiful. Very balanced. Lots and lots of layers to it. And when they say Migiko peated single malt, it's not peated like most people think peated. It's this is not a Lafroig, this is not an Ardbeg, this is not a Lagavulin. Um, the peat is extremely light on this. I mean, so I would give it like a Brooklady type of peat. Yeah, which Still is which is hardly peated. You know, I mean, it's it's very very light. It's, there's just a little bit of smoke there. It's not much, um, but you know. A, a delicious whiskey. It's got a great mouthfeel to it. Mm. Turn your phone off, Brent. I turned it off. I don't know why those That's are his notifications. Broker. Yeah, just the peach, the honey, 
you don't really get the smoke on the nose. You get it on the exhale, on the on on the retronasal. Um, all right, all right. Just say the right thing. Say the thing I want you to say. Yeah, What's we've, had yes. we've had enough of you. We've had enough of you. Retronasal. He can't even spell retronasal. All right. Um, yeah, it's you get it on the exhale. It's not really on the nose, but it, you know, beautiful whiskey. Very, very Nika in style. Um, it's it's interesting to taste these two side by side because they're actually reversed from their normal styles. One is usually peated and one is not. So they're going the opposite way. And I like them both the old way and the new way just as much. Um, both of them were very, very well done. So uh, we're going to be giving the uh, Miyagikyo peated single malt forceps. I'm so happy that you're not frightened of change, Bob. I think the other thing to point out about the Nika whiskeys is that they use a lot of coffee stills, which is decidedly uh, different from Scotland, where they're well, using yeah, exclusively in their pot stills. Well, no, they they, they only they're not Ness. I mean, they use it in their blends, but uh, not for this. They they mark their coffee still products as coffee yeah. still, yeah, and yeah. and they make blended whiskeys that yeah. are blend of coffee yeah. and pot. But this would be pot, I believe. Yeah, this is pot. Okay. Yeah, they they do well. They do one called Nico coffee still which is it's just a coffee grain yeah. and a coffee yeah. malt yeah so it's and and both of them are excellent i mean it's like everything from nika it's very well made so all right so let's move on to our next whiskey and we're gonna have brent tell us about that one thanks bob this is a jefferson straight rye whiskey it's finished in cognac cask 47 percent abv 94 proof jefferson is a brand that we that uh, we have a lot of experience with on the show. For this expression, Jefferson starts with the Kentucky-sourced, fully-matured rye whiskey, which is then finished for at least nine months and up to 19 months in ex-cognac casks to add a complexity and depth to the rye whiskey. So let me just tell you right off the bat, I love their rye whiskeys and stuff, and so I'm ex- I have a, like, a certain expectancy of when I do when I do get something, I get them in, the, in a cask finished like this. So the um, the color is a nice dark, nice uh, cop, nice copper color that we like to have uh, that you would expect um, on the nose. That's where all my expectations go away because it's uh, it's cinnamon and honey, a um, little bit of peaches, apricots. It's kind of fruity. I lose all of my rye notes that I really love cinnamon for a rye. Is a good rye note. A, a baking spice is a good rye note. You know, it's um, cinnamon's baking spice. Just you know, well, I, yeah, you don't get a hint of dill on the nose. Just a hint. Just if there's some herbal component there, just a little bit of a dill, you know. But on the palate, I get it's all it's fruit. It's all it's a it's a nice full body mouthfeel. But I get all this fruit on the palate, and I just kind of feel like the like the cognac has kind of overpowered the rye on this. So I don't I don't have all those rye components that I feel like are where the where the cask you know helps it and you know and, and brings it out brings out the rye and brings out the the cognac i feel this one kind of was overpowered by you the think cognac. It's unbalanced. I, got I think it's unbalanced well, I, I don't know if it's the if it's the cognac but for me the palate is very floral and perfumey and i really feel like the those flavors overpower the rye flavors a lot. And you get floral rye too, guys. Don't, I know, don't, but don't I'm just saying that, that it's not I rye. It, I'm I just saying I don't know well. if it's the cognac. I'm just saying it's very floral and perfumey. I, I I just wonder if they went too long. Cognac tends to bring some floral notes like jasmine. It'll bring apricot. It'll bring cinnamon. 
And I think that plays perfectly with the rye because the ryes I like are already floral. You got the orange peel with the rye that I like. I've always said you're in touch with your feminine side, but uh, but yeah. there's you don't get the, there's no orange peel rye in this no, in the, any in the flavor there's, on the palate. I get orange. You get orange. You get an orange peel palate on the rye. I mean, there's orange peel and peach, honey. It's full bodied. It's little. It, it's got enough tannin to make it dry. I hate to agree with harm, but I do. This is. I Shame freaking love this whiskey. I I want to marry this whiskey. Bring it to bathe. That's what your wife says too. Bathe her Marry and bring the her to me. And, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I just, for me, it's not the balance that's that works. And there's a lot of ryes out there that have a, a finish like, like that. Then you can you can definitely taste the rye in there, and you can taste the finish. I, I think and, some of the most popular rye out there with the finishes are just overly sweet. Like the most, I think Angel's Envy is on the. I know you love that stuff. That's yeah. a port wine finish. Right, I think that goes very sweet too, and that I think that works with the rye, right? It works with the rye very much. I think so. this works with the rye too. You still like cognac as much as I do. I don't think there's enough spice on this for Brent. Brent there's likes no a spice. good spice. Right, there's muted baking spices on the finish. The, right, right, the spice has been way overpowered for me. That's the right. main. He thing. wants it bold. And Bob's it's, not I even like chiming a, in. Bob's just looking at us. No, because. And that's okay. I mean, every day. If you want a sweet, I mean, if you want something sweet like this, I, I mean, why use a rye that's this like so this bold and spicy and it's kind of like you've taken away that boldness and the spiciness. They, they and, wanted the dryness to balance and, out the cognac, which yeah. tends to have an oily. Yeah, cognac can be feel. too sweet. Yeah, if you so put if you put a sticky for. sweet bourbon in it, it would be cloying. You wouldn't want you. It'd be yeah, hair. I just think, well that'd be the Heaven Hill Select me, stock, which is tasty as all get yeah. out, and that too is sweet. like perfect for you but this sweet for me doesn't hit the mark for you right but it was what they were going for right oh i mean right exactly he's broken inside so so am i but i mean how you don't get the dill in this i mean yeah if you get just the tip of your nose in a glass and give it a good inhale right the tip of your nose it's like my wife it's like smelling a jar of pickles spicy enough yeah it's a straight up mg yeah there's a huge dill huge dill at the very tip i don't get the huge dill not like the seven year mgp popping for me right now it's not mgp this is smells smells like an mgp it's not mgp that dill notes that dill note is that dill note wasn't there at the beginning it came out with air oh true and it's, it's true i think it's subtle compared yeah. to no it's not mgps because it's kentucky source so let's let me add some water but it could, it could easily oh, be 95 okay, let's fun. do this add some water yeah. in this discussion let's, well yeah uh, maybe that's where there. i got you it you wrong. have a squeeze bottle I think that right there that like you're hogging five. but pour it out of your water bottle with the water you get a little bit more of that dill note Let's taste it on the palate after adding water. I get a hint of spearmint, too. I get a hint of spearmint. Right on the finish. No double mint? Uh, you know what? As long no as it's not bubble? juicy fruit, I'm good. No double bubble? No bubble yum? It changed it, but no not, bazooka? not changing it to like I wanted it's to, not gonna to fix change. It for yeah, you. right, exactly. The water didn't that. fix it. No. Everybody it doesn't need to be fixed. Notes. Maury, what, it does not need to be fixed. <laughs> it's, it's you need to be fixed, Maury. <laughs> it's very floral, and I stand by that. Perfume it, yeah. and floral, and yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's going to appeal to some people. It just it, it, for some people out there, this is going to be great for them, and they and they have to know that they have to know. Like, listen, if you, want, if you want something. If it's yeah, brown. If, if you want something that's brown, then drink it down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you want something that's a that's a rye, we got a little rule back home. 
If it's brown, drink it down. It, and that's exactly it. So this is is not going to appeal to those people that want that want a little bit of uh, finish on their rye. Uh, it's you know, but if you want to change your whole rye completely. Well, it's got then, a finish. It it definitely has a finish on it. It it goes for a while. I, yeah. Honestly, I mean, I think it's one of the better cast finishes that Jefferson's has done. But what I, I love the Pritchard Hill, and I love yeah, this. But you know, they used to put out a ten-year rye that was fantastic. Yeah. You know, and that was a true rye, and that one was amazing. Um, this is just different. That's all. Um, and but, that's it, just yeah. different. I mean, it's yeah. and it's for somebody that wants that. They have got so. five more whiskeys after this. And we're still arguing. They, they have, have such a, a history. <laughs> okay, of we'll, we'll finish up this. Well, and they're just doing. We'll it. finish this. That's fine. We're going to rate the Jefferson's uh, Straight Rye Whiskey Finishing Cognac Cask Four Sips. Thank you. That's classy. Under, I'm sure it's under protest from outside the table. It is under protest. <laughs> we should do four, five, and six together. All right. So Maury's going to tell us about our next whiskeys. Okay. Um, the next whiskey is the Doc Swinson's Alter Ego Rye Rum Solera Cask Finish, 47.5% ABV or 95 proof. This expression is made with two different American rye whiskeys that are blended together and then finished in a Solera system using X-Rum barrels from Trinidad, Venezuela, and Jamaica. The blend starts as two different rye whiskeys from mgp a 95 percent rye five percent malted barley mash bill and a 51 percent rye four percent malted barley 45 percent corn mash bill both being five plus years old blended together then diluted from its original cast strength of 120 to 130 before being added in three excuse me 103 yep. uh being added into the top row of the solera after a pull for bottling is made the whiskey is proofed down to bottle strength and rested before bottling so the color is a, a pale copper i find the nose to be relatively uninspiring and uninteresting i almost get a little bit of a, a diesel or petroleum you on know the what nose. it remind me of what sitting my old members only jacket you know, you got that. You got that kind There's of that leather diesel. That. Got that Come kind on. of leather diesel. Yeah, I get that uh, kind of view. Did you guys pour the right whiskey? Yeah, smell it now. <laughs> I don't smell any diesel. I'm getting dill and orange peel and spearmint. Mm -hmm. Where the hell are you getting diesel? I got musty, dusty perfume. Somebody didn't wash their glass up before the yeah. last show. Uh, oh yeah, right. You need to clean your glass. Uh, go on. Go it's on. got a nice mouthfeel. It's pleasant. There's nothing offensive about it. It just, uh, I find it to be relatively one note, not particularly complex, has a short finish. Um, it just, I found it to be uninspiring. Justin? I think that it's very hard to execute a Solera process spirit well. I think the whole process itself might be Tell flawed. Tell that to everybody in the Caribbean doing rum or, South, or Central America. But well, they tried, and it. it's not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to end on that note. <laughs> All right. Well, we're running short on time, and we've got a lot more whiskeys to go. So we're going to be rating the Doc Swinson's Alter Ego Rye Rum Cask Solera Finish uh, two sips. Well, isn't that nice? So let's move on to our next whiskey, which is the Doc Swinson's Alter Ego Triple Cast Bourbons, 47.9% ABV, 95.8 proof. 
for this expression, they use uh, they take uh, MGP bourbon, at least five years old, and finish it in a mix of Oloroso Sherry, Pedro Jimenez, and Cognac casks from a number of curated producers. These finished bourbons are then blended and married in ex-Cognac folders prior to bottling. So it's got a nice... Uh, What's the volume of a folder? There's no set volume. It's just it's a, an upright barrel. It's, it's, yeah, wood it's a big vat for that they use. Big a old vat. Yeah. I don't know. Like probably like 330 liters, probably. Yeah, this is like a white, uh, white copper. Um, on the nose, I pick up, pick up some raisin on it, a um, little bit of caramel. You got didn't get walnut. A little bit of brown I got sugar. Walnut right away. Yeah, I get a little bit of the bitter skin on a walnut. We'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we have been discussing the Doc Swenson's Alter Ego Triple Cast Bourbon. So on the palate, let's see. Um, during the break, we discovered a fooder is uh, six hundred liters. Give or take. I mean, they're, they're different sizes. So on, on the, the palate, palate, sweet. A little bit of caramel, a little bit of brown sugar. Um, fairly one note. The one thing that I do note is is there's three different casks used in this. Um, I don't know what they were going for, but I can't really identify any of the individual casks in this. I don't really taste the Oloroso. I don't really taste the typical raisiny smell. Well, I get it on the nose. I can get I can get the I can get the raisin on the nose, but I don't get it on the palate. And I mean, maybe I'm picking up on the cognac on the sweetness on that. Uh, uh, Marcos is cognac. You know, well, that's Brent. He's called cognac. 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 Um, that's your stage name. Yeah. What do you think, Brent? Yeah, it's it's a it's just a blend of sweetnesses. Mm-hmm. It's a blend of sweetness, sweetnesses, sweetness that didn't work for me. It was nothing. No, no one cask stands out, and. The bourbon doesn't stand out. So you've got four things that go together. So I think this is what I'm going to say is a geek whiskey. And, you know, this is going to be for, you know, the geek whiskey person is going to kind of want this. I don't even uh, think that. I think I think, I think he's right in that people will want this based on the fact that it's, you know, all these different casks that are put together and it's interesting for its story. It's interesting for its composition. And I think that what Brent's chart is sort of trying to say is the palette doesn't really match the it's, geekiness it's, of the Yeah, expression. it's not something you're, you know, there's, you know, the, each individually finished, I think, works for itself. But all three blended together, nothing stands out for me. It just kind of we all muddles. Didn't, you didn't take it's all the kind of muddled. components. I don't, yeah. it's how, all old, kind of muddled. how old were these barrels that they used? Were they dry? You can't even identify the individual components. No, I, I'm, I'm guessing that these these barrels were uh, deconstructed yeah. and put back together and they were dry. Well, uh, there's not enough wine flavor coming through. Well, all. in the interest of well, time, we're going to move on. So yeah. we're going to give the Doc Swenson's Alter Ego Triple Cast Bourbon two sips. Well, isn't that nice? And we're going to have Harm tell us about the last one from Swenson. Thank you, Bob. Doc Swinson, 15-year-old Kentucky straight bourbon, 53.6 ABV, 107.2% proof. Mash bill is 78.5% corn, 13 rye, 8.5%. This is the guy who's connected. You know, he's bringing out. (laughs) I can't read because Uh, I've been drinking. You made me drink. Okay. Yeah. You you keep bringing me all these high-proof whiskeys. You guys are dumber than a box of hair. 
I, I can't, I'm not even going to thank you today. Mm-hmm. When, I say th- <laughs> when I say thank you, I mean thank you, Bob. Thank off. You're a complete bastard and we all hate you. That's right. Uh, deep copper color, warm rich nose, sweet corn, honey, roasted peanuts, and, br- and cinnamon on the palate. Mm. A little brown sugar, a little light vanilla, nuttiness. Pretty long finish. This is the best of the Doc Swinsons I've had. And I thought it was pretty good. Tell yeah, me why I'm wrong, Brent. Okay, I you definitely really think it's the best one of the three for sure. You're wrong because I want my bourbon, my straight bourbon, to have a, a particular taste to it. I want the want it to be influenced by by the corn, the barrel, the the you know the the rye, the barley that's all in it, and this combination just is not working for me. So I mean, it's where, where I don't know where they put it in the Rick House where it was aged, but it's. I I I really love a lot of 15-year-old, 12-year-old, 18-year-old bourbons and for this one I'm not it doesn't hit the park for me. It doesn't hit it in the park. So I agree with you, Brent. I think at any price it doesn't it misses the mark. Uh I'd be concerned that it's quite a bit more expensive than the other two being a 15-year-old. Um but I agree with you. I just found something off about it. I think it was there's a there's an off-putting note. Um for me, I was hoping this would be the best of the three. Swinsons. I was so excited. Oh, 50 year bourbon? Honestly, it was my least favorite of the Doc Swinsons. Seriously? Yeah. I am surprised anymore. There was something off in it. It just hit, struck me as a off note. I won't say that it was corked or something, but I just had an off flavor that really tainted yeah, It wasn't my corked, but yeah. Was, I had a corked just, whiskey last night. That It happened. Yeah, okay. Justin. There was an off note in the spirit but other than that it wasn't bad it was great it's, other it's, than that he'd give it a five it's not the, <laughs> not, <laughs> it wasn't right not every expression is going to have all the classic but you don't have a, you don't have some vanilla, sort of sound sound oak. for these knuckleheads over here what's going on man my my biggest problem with it was it was all all forward palette on the sip and all back palette on the swallow but the mid palette was just empty it's hollow okay. that was there, there was a yeah, hole there, there was that was that hole. was my problem yeah. with it um and that happens you know, I mean, that happens with, you know, the best producers. You, you get a barrel or two, and that's just how they come out. So This is one that could have yeah. uh, uh, used some sherry finish. Yep. Well, we're going to be rating the Doc Swenson's 15-year Kentucky straight bourbon, two sips. Well, isn't that nice? I think it was better than that, but, you know, whatever. All right, so we're going to go to our next one. We're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. The next whiskey is the Old Forester 117 Series, 1910 Extra Old at 46.5% ABV or 93 proof. The third release of the 117 limited edition series takes Old Forester standard 1910 old fine whiskey, which is finished in a secondary barrel that was toasted and heavily charred almost to the point of incineration and leaves it in that cask for a full 18 months. In this additional maturation, it is this additional maturation that gives it rise to its name extra old this is a beautiful color it's a deep mahogany it's got a lovely nose lots of brown sugar sugared pecans even a hint of cocoa on the nose the palate is lovely it's just viscous it's mouth coating there's intense caramel some baking spice and definitely notes of dried tobacco 
This I is, really adore this whiskey. I think it's extremely well made. It's really like uh, the old 1910 turned up to 11. Um, the notes are, are really neat. I find the finish to really be special in that there's a lot of green apple that really just blasts your palate during the finish. That seems to go on and on. Um, it's lessened a little bit as it sat in the glass, but early on when I initially poured it, it was a real green apple bomb on the finish. Um, so I liked it. Uh, Harm, what'd you think? I'm, I'm glad that you waited till I had some whiskey in my mouth to talk. So I must inhale that and just spit it all of the microphone. It's good. Perfect. Uh, At least the microphone will be disinfected That's from right. the high proof. The high proof is perfect. You notice I, the only microphone that I have that has anybody's name on it is his. <laughs> nobody wants to get near that thing. So. You well, I'm not gonna say it out loud. Dark, I'm thinking just Look, this thinking. isn't a Romeo and Labor camp. I don't have to answer your questions. And I don't give a damn what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Love it. Uh, Justin then we can go on Justin. So moving right along. <laughs> let you, him talk. Let him talk. Chocolate and pecans. It's beautiful. Uh it's it's just intense. It's full of flavor. It's very dark and rich. J the color is, and, and the flavor matches that. I get a sweet tobacco uh, pecan. There's a little stone fruit on the palate as well. Um, that green green apple acidity is there, but I don't really identify that as green apple. I don't know how to describe that finish. And it's not walnut. It's not pecan. It's something in the middle. Jolly Rancher. So if you like 1910 and you like it a little spicier and woodier, you're going to love this. And if you had this as part of the regular Old Forester release line, this would even beat 1920 Prohibition, which is I, I outstanding. Think I, you know, I actually prefer 1910 to 1920. That's fine. That's why they make several in the series. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever but, uh, made the nineteen fifteen where you mix them half and half? That's yeah, people call it the nineteen fifteen. Yeah, yeah, that's all. So, that's good too. Oh, Brent, oh, I've never had that. No, this is what I what I liked about this is that you can actually see the improvement of this by putting it in the other in the secondary cask oh yeah you know oh. so it's it just really it huge gives, amps difference. it up you know huge so difference. you know and this is not a finished cask of any and what this is what really makes this nice is just this is an alligator it's an alligator char you know so nice so let's rate it and move on yeah i mean i've drunk plenty of 1910 and yeah and it's not my favorite of the whiskey row series excellent whiskey i mean if there's a bottle is your favorite yeah, nineteen twenty is still my favorite. You guys are just proof. No, I just, I did just the no, flavor hits for just, me. Right, like, this is like Brent said. This shows you what a secondary cast finish can do to an already good whiskey. I mean, it was just dark brown sugar, and there was pecans in there, a little bit of chocolate. Um, you know, on the palate, there was that 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 bit of dried tobacco note. I picked up some old leather, and then there was a. Uh, a sweetness either uh, i'm getting like now i'm getting black cherries i i was getting either uh like a praline or like a maple syrup kind of on the back palate way in the back i think you're right about that more so than cherries there, there's like there's like a hint of black cherry but I'm definitely praline yeah yeah you go to costco you get that that big can of candied uh, yeah. pr candied uh, pralines and it's it's praline but it's it's a it's like leaning towards maple for me um once i put some water in it went right back to praline i don't get the maple but you whatever know. it's whatever it is it's good and again on the finish like maury said it's got that it's got that apple green apple tartness to it it's definitely got that on the finish so um we're going to be rating the uh, old forester 117 series 1910 extra old a well-deserved four steps that's classified 
So let's go to our last one, and we're going to, God help us, we're going to have Justin tell us about that one. Heaven, oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Heaven Hill Heritage Collection. Oh, my. 17-year-old <laughs> barrel-proof Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley, and it's 59.1% alcohol by volume. Or 118.2 proof. So it's a 17-year-old Heaven Hill. Can we have a just a moment here? For I am a sinner in the hands of an angry God. Pray Bloody Mary, with me. full of vodka, blessed are you among cocktails. Pray for me now at the hour of my death, which I hope is soon. Amen. Okay, you can go forward. Designed, we just need to say a word. Designed to be an annual spring release, this first edition is made up of 28% 20-year-old barrels, 44% 19-year-old barrels, and 28% 17-year-old barrels pulled from Dietzville, Glencoe, Shenley, and Heaven Hill Main Campus Warehouse locations. Hold me back. Let me get in line for this release. Mm -hmm. I know, right? This new Heaven... I've already, I've already texted the supplier. <laughs> I want this now. <laughs> My text got there before his text, but I don't have a liquor store, so I don't have a shot. This I've seen your house. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe I have a he shot. Has a, he has a liquor store. He just doesn't have a cash register. That's yeah, he, he doesn't have a license <laughs> yeah. to sell it yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there will, I'm going to be drinking it and sharing. I'll be selling none of that. This new Heaven Hill Heritage Collection joins its more experimental counterpart, the Parker's Heritage Collection, to form the Heritage Collection. The Heaven Hill offering will be released in the spring while Parker's will continue to be released every fall. This is a beautiful dark brown. The nose is complex. We got a little rule back home. If it's brown, drink it down. It's complex, and when you're pulling bottles that are this old, you're taking a high risk of off notes and having it go sideways. It did none of that. This nose is sublime. It's almost got that old dusty library thing going on that people love who love older spirits. It has strong vanilla oak flavors. It even has the spice that Brent likes. This is perfect. And the finish goes on for a really long time. What'd you think, Maury? Well, it's hard to follow that. I mean, look at all those adjectives you used. It was amazing. I mean, he used a lot it of $10 words. Justin. It and I, mean, I told you that the source we got for him for Christmas would come in here. Oh, my God. He, he used a lot of $10 words. He got his mileage out of that thesaurus. <laughs> Justin, I'm proud of you. That is the most eloquent speech I've ever heard from you. Um, is he running for I, office or something? I, I concur. <laughs> I mean, really, is there it's a president of bourbon because I'll run. It's a beautiful whiskey. <laughs> it's complex. It's got layers. I think you could find all kinds of really interesting things if you peel back the layers. I love the viscosity. I love the mouthfeel. The color's gorgeous. Um, it's it's nearly perfection in a glass. I would agree with you. So thank you for that commentary. Harm, I take back the thank off, Bob. <laughs> this is thank you. <laughs> this is thank you for inviting me today. <laughs> There's nothing else to say about this whiskey. It's fantastic. Hold on, just let's just close your eyes. Yeah. Hello, this is M12. Finally, back with another video today. Yep, wrong one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. We we're gonna pray. <sighs> yeah. 
My okay. angel sounds sweet tobacco, cinnamon, nutmeg, and chocolate. Oh my god, so rich, so layers and layers of flavor. This I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to compare, but I'm going to compare. This is a 17. This is what they say is 17. So we got 17, 18, 18 20. You know, and Hike. we had a 15 year from and I. When you, it's hard not to compare when you have the two on the same show. It's completely different. I mean, these are, you know, this is what you want. This is everything you're wanting, looking for. Where the like other Jeff one was zero everything. off notes from the from the too much oak. There's no, it's not there. No, no, exactly. So I mean, it's the the nose is sublime. The palate is huge, but not not old in any sense of the imagination. It's not funky. It's not dusty. It's got just enough tannin. It didn't suck all the tannin out of the barrel, so it tastes like a carpenter shop floor. It's just, it's so well done. I mean, I'd, 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 I'd like to talk about it more. Modesty forbids my continuing. There you go. It's just so extremely, <gasps> extremely well done. Um, yeah, you know, really, uh, what more can I'm you say? I'm really upset Ricky Flair that says, the sample bottle is only... 200 milliliters. Get your hands off that damn bottle yeah, before I break your There's some arm. left in it. It goes yeah. in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so we're going to be rating the Heaven Hill Heritage Collection 17-year-old barrel-proof Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Five Oh, my sips. goodness. Well-deserved. Yes. Well-deserved. That's all the time we have for today. I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. Yeah, thanks for dragging me in. It's always a pleasure. Well, sometimes we do have to drag you. What can I say? Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another spectacular day in the basement, in spite of Brent's lack of pants. Why wear pants? I don't know what to tell you. Thank you, Justin. Thank you so much. OMG. Yeah, it's a good one to end on. (laughs) I could have given you guys six six different (laughs) vodkas and ended on this and you'd be happy. Uh And all right, fine. Thank you, Harm. Really? I really mean it this time, Bob. Thank you. Just for the just for the last whiskey, though, or the last two. Oh Every, everything my. else, everything else you've said about me today, thank off, Bob. Thank off. But this is all right. You're a complete bastard, and we'll hate it. That's the way I feel. All right. Well, for sip, suds, and smokes, this is Made Man Bob. We thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. It's, this is not a bad whiskey today. This new. No. This one here. This <laughs> age seventeen years. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor, take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode. And keep on sipping.
This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. Thank <laughs> you.